Sid Roth here with something more. My guest, Brent Luck, and uh, I've been talking to Brent on the telephone, looking at his material, uh, but until I read his background, I really didn't have a clue about him. First thing I read uh, sounded, and you're probably the second one I've ever interviewed, you were a professional opera singer? Uh, Yes, sir. Now, how did you stop being a professional opera singer? Did you lose your voice or what? <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, I was uh, kind of had done my stint on the West Coast and uh, doing um, small roles and uh, and doing um, you know larger roles in smaller houses. And the only way to really make it like at the at um, in Los Angeles or San Francisco is you have to go East Coast, live in New York, make it in New York, then you can come back. And I just didn't feel like um, God wanted me to go to New York, and he opened the door for me to be a worship pastor in uh, Lake Havasu, Arizona, instead. <laughs> okay, well, I, I just I had to find out. But, okay, 1987, uh, you were involved in uh, drugs, you were a dealer, uh, and uh, uh, fortunately I never had that problem. I was, I've, I've never really had drugs outside of being put to sleep for surgery or something like that. But uh, uh, you were in some pretty bad drugs at that time. Uh, and uh, you went, uh, uh, we have a Hebrew word, you went a little meshuga, uh-huh. which is crazy, uh, from the yeah. overdose. And what, what, what happened to you? You ready to jump off a balcony? Yeah, it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty bad. I went on a, on a binge, you know, who knows. You know, when you get that much drugs in your system, you know, coke and all that other stuff. Um, you know, actually, I, I had a real um, encounter with a spirit that tried to get me to jump off the back um, of the balcony. And um, I just really lost it that day. Uh, the enemy really tried to take me out that day. And the young girl heard me crying out from the balcony and came out and she came out and cast the spirit of death out of me. And uh, did you, I'm here did today you, because of that. Did so. you know this young girl? Was she a stranger? No, she was actually the apartment manager um, in Huntington Beach. And she would come up, and she told me when she'd come up, she'd go, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. God's got a call on your life, and I know you're not ready to hear this, but I'm praying for you. <laughs> and, and she actually cast a spirit of death out of you? She did. Now, now, even in your bizarre state, uh, do you really feel the spirit was trying to kill you at that point, getting you to commit suicide? Yeah, I really do, because the problem was is that I had been on a binge of coke, crystal, and ecstasy for probably a week, and the drugs start to pound up in your mind, and, you know, the, the enemy tries to come into your mind and begins to give you doubt and hopelessness and all these things. Even though I knew, you know, there were still good things in my life, but at that point I was hitting rock bottom. And um, I remember being in the corner freaking out. This literally the drugs had just called, it's, it's, it's called um, crystal shock, where the, 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 your adrenaline is running so fast in your body that you can't keep up and you think you're about to have a heart attack. Hmm. And uh, she came in and she, I will never forget it, and she's a little girl, and she just said, I command the spirit of death to come out of you right now in the name of Jesus and peace to come upon you. And when she did that, I remember all of a sudden just being in, in the corner of the room and just sliding down and just sitting down, and she waited, and by that time the paramedics were there within a few minutes. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but then they called the paramedics. What happened? Well, when the, when the paramedics got there, the police got there. And I'm in Huntington Beach on Beach Boulevard, and the police don't show up. Um, usually they're there to arrest you, but it was really interesting. The policeman came in, and he looked at the room. And I had other drugs in the, in the apartment, and I had all the paraphernalia on the on the uh, table. And he asked me, he goes, you know, he goes, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do today. I want you to go to the hospital, and I'm going to write this up as a medication overdose, but you have to go to the hospital. And so the paramedics came in. They put me on the gurney, and they were rolling me out. I, I can even envision this right now. I'm rolling, being rolled out in the apartment complex there. And I don't know why I just said, why didn't I die? And I remember the paramedic. He said this. He goes, well, your heart's in good shape. Two, you're young. And third, and I will never forget this pause, and he said, God has a call in your life, and he's not through with you. Hmm. And I remember getting to the hospital, and they put me in the custody ward, so my hands were bound uh, to the gurney. And I was really angry about that, but I remember they gave me some medicine to get all the stuff out of me to dilute the drugs. And I remember I just, I was scared and shaking, and I just said, God, I, I, I repented. I said, God, if you can just keep me from dying, keep me from going to jail, I give you my life for the rest of my life. And I did it. And I was told that day that I probably, um, part of my brain was a vegetable and I probably would not function normally because of all of the, how long it had been and that you know, been I, 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 I know people that have been into drugs and yeah. uh, their mind functions very slowly now. Yep, yep. And I was healed. I was healed. And, you know, the girl that uh, prayed for me was the one that got me to Eagle's Nest and got me to get prayed for. And I actually had a massive deliverance one night uh, with Gary Greenwald's church at Eagle's mm -hmm. Nest in California. And that's where my whole spiritual life really began that day. And you started uh, compiling uh a, a book of uh, scriptures to decree every day. Uh, why did you start compiling these scriptures? What, what, well, what caused you to start doing that? Well, one of the things that happened when I was being, you know, learning, learning the Spirit of God um, when I was uh, starting, when I gave my life to the Lord was uh, Eagle's Nest was a powerful church, and, you know, there were so many incredible men and women of God that would come. And I remember a lot of them just things, and I don't know what it was. I believe it was God just setting me up for my future. But I would take something that was said from the pulpit, and I would just make a statement. Like, uh, you know, the Bible says that by your stripes you are healed. And I would just make a note, Brent is healed by the stripes of Jesus. And I began to compile this, and then, of course, I began to get other things and, and teachings and studies. I mean, I, back then, we, in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, you were dealing with the whole new prophetic movement, Bill Hammond, uh, Kim Clement, you know, uh, Iverna Tompkins, Judson Cornwall, all these names, you know, were all part of my life and, uh, um, and being mentored by all these men. Um, you know, I just, so, so you I just felt started... the need to accumulate these decrees uh, about a year yeah. before you absolutely, it, it was a matter of life or death, uh, you found 
your daughter, four years old, yeah. not breathing? Yeah, that was scary. I was getting ready to take Melissa for her birthday to California, and we knew she had been sick. Samantha had been sick. She had had a little fever, but we were giving her medicine. And uh, wow, my imagination is so strong right now. And we were getting ready to walk out the door. We thought we had it pretty under control, and she was okay, and my mom lives with us. And so um, she was laying, uh, laying in my mom's lap, and I just went over there to give her a kiss, and I noticed that she was really blue in her face, and I thought, wow, oh, man, it's really hard to talk about this. But when I went to kiss her, I realized that she was cold, and I realized that something really, really was wrong. And so I immediately just picked her up. I can just see myself, and I just picked her up, and I just said, Samantha, and I just shook at her. And then Melissa, I said, call the paramedics, and I just said, God, I decree resurrection life right now into my daughter. I speak life. I speak the life of Jesus. I speak life, and who knows how long, you know. And I was just speaking these things with just much passion and such power that I could get out of my physical body as a father, you know. And I just said, Samantha, live in Jesus' name. Somewhere at this point, she looked at me, and she went, <gasps> and then all of a sudden, she kind of started whimpering and crying. She was scared. And then I laid her down in the, on the uh, carpet in my home, and by within just a few seconds, maybe a minute, uh, the paramedics were there, and they got her, and they got her kind of stable. And, um, yeah, that, 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 I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Okay, and uh, when your daughter was in the hospital, she actually went to heaven. What happened? Well, she, they put her in ICU because her E. coli was so off the chart numbers, they'd never seen a baby with numbers like this. So she had to be in ICU with this crazy medicine, and it was a drip and all this stuff. But what they did was they had to start, you know, how ambulances are. You have to start for the worst. So they thought maybe meningitis because we had no idea what was wrong. And so they gave her a, a ketamine shot. And they gave her some other stuff, and they came in the room, and they said, well, she, you know, she might have some hallucinations or stuff like that. And so I was like, well, I said, hold on, before you give her that shot, so my wife, her best friend, and uh, my mom, uh, and Melissa's dad, we stood around the bed, and I said, Father, if my daughter has to have an outer body experience, then I bring her before you, let her go to heaven in Jesus' name. And we just decreed and declared it. And we just spoke that that's where, if, they, if she was going to be out for a little bit, because I had no idea what was going on. And so we spoke it into existence. And so while she was in the hospital the first 36 hours, she was out. Um, and the next thing that happened was about 36 hours after the first set of treatment. I'll never forget. And the whole time the, that, that prior to that 36 hours, all of these decrees that are in my book and others we're just on my uh, iPad, and Melissa and I just sat at the side of the bed, and we just kept speaking and decreeing and declaring life and healing and the plan of God that God had for Samantha. And we just kept doing it, kept speaking it, and all of a sudden, I'll never forget, all of a sudden she just kind of opened up her eyes, and she looked at and Melissa, and Melissa was in the bed with her, and all of a sudden she looked up, and she started crying, and she goes, Hey, where's my jewelry box? Where's my jewelry box? I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? And Melissa goes, what are you talking about? I go, she goes, I have my jewelry box. Jesus 
gave me my jewelry box. I was in the park. Where's my jewelry box? And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then she took her, she had the little oxygen thing on her finger, and it was, you know, the little, it was red. And so she starts drawing like a rainbow, and she goes, Daddy, they're here. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. And, I, of course, by this time, <laughs> Melissa and I are pretty emotional because our daughter is now talking. And uh, she became such a joy and a delight to the hospital. She kept telling everybody, get her out of this hotel. She was ready to go home. <laughs> and she's so, doing great. So she, lit- she literally had an encounter with the Lord in, ha- in heaven, from what you're telling me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay. And then yeah. God spoke to you. What did he say? Well, we got home the next day. And uh, when Melissa, and it was happened to be her birthday, <laughs> and we got up the next morning like we had been for a year and a half as a family, and we started doing it, and Samantha was just laying in Melissa's arms, and I was in the corner of the house where I stand, and I was just lifting my hands, and I was just thanking God for, for saving my daughter, you know, and... Um, I just was blessing the Lord, and I remember singing um, the song from the Binions, Heaven. Let heaven come down. Let heaven come down. All of a sudden, God just interrupted me. He goes, I want to tell you something. He goes, you think that I had you start decreeing a year and a half ago so it would broaden your ministry or, or even get you a better relationship with me. He said, but I had you do it for one specific reason. He said, I had you start decreeing so that when you found your daughter, not breathing and not responding, that there would be enough of me in you and enough glory and power and, and, and fearlessness through those decrees that you could grab your daughter and speak life into her. And that's why I had it to do it. And he said to me, he goes, I am a God of purpose, and I destined this purpose in you over a year and a half ago because I saw it was coming and I got you ready. Explain to me what the word decree means. Okay. Well, a decree is, it's a formal, it's a, a, an authoritative order. It has the force of law. It, it's, it's the eternal purpose of God, which brings about the events which have been foreordained. Uh, it's, a, it's like a legislative, it's, it's, legis, it's legislating with an authority given to us by God himself to bring about his already stated will. I love that part. It's, it's when our words, which is already established in heaven, we enforce it through our words or that verbal agreement. It's like our words become that bridge linking heaven to earth as we speak those heavenly decrees, those foreordained things that God already established, we speak them to the earth. Now, when now, you say, wait, wait a, a second, wait, wait a second, when you say de- uh, decree, these mm-hmm. foreordained, how do we know what's been foreordained? By the Word of God. Okay. And now I'd like you to explain the word declare. What does it mean? To declare, there's two different things about the uh, to declare. Declare is about bringing a fierce campaign to get rid of something or a, a fierce battle uh, against something. And the word uh, also means a declaration. It's the same thing as if you, uh, at customs, you have to declare what you are and who you are. And I love declaring because we're declaring who God's made us to be. And so I like to do decrees and declarations at the same time because you get the full force of, of heaven in both those powerful words. Well, you know, I have your book, Decree Your Today, uh, and uh, you stated uh, that there are 38 thousand seven hundred and seventeen words 
to decree. Uh, and I would imagine your list has been, it looks like it's been through the wars. You use this every day, don't you? Yes, sir. That's a perfect definition of my of my pages of my books. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's now your daughter, most likely, would have been dead if you hadn't been decreeing God's word over every area arena. What are some of the areas you decree? I love, first of all, to, de- to decree his presence. I love to decree his presence, his prosperity, his blessings, and always his healing. Because those are the four areas that touch our lives every single day. Uh, wouldn't you have loved to have had this already done for you? How long did it take you to put this together? This is a, a lot. Well, I, you know, a lot of it was just in my notes and just uh, the way I write is um, I, um, I'm writing two more books right now. I just, God gives me the title. I have my notes. I get the, 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 the chapter titles. I drop down first things, first thoughts, and then I just pray in the Holy Spirit, allow the Spirit of God to speak, and then I go through. But I already had so much of this in my notebooks, my iPads, on my computer, that it was just more about bringing everything together to make it where it could be a tool that anybody, no matter where they were in their life, they could pick it up, use it, and it would immediately begin to bring fruit in their life. What difference is it going to make to an individual that starts their morning with these decrees? Well, decrees automatically establish your future. If I say today is going to be an awesome day, it's a powerful day, it's a wonderful day, this is the day, I'm agreeing with what heaven has already said my day is going to be because I'm in Jesus. And so as I decree those words, I'm establishing my destiny and my walk with God, and I'm saying, God, with my words, I'm speaking the destiny that I want to walk, calling those things that aren't as, as though they are. If, I'm, if, if the enemy has a bad day for me planned, I'm already going to counteract that with the words that I speak at the beginning of the morning to set my day. Uh, you know, Brent, there is a uh, Hebrew word. It's called meshuga. It means crazy. And a wise man once said, if you <laughs> keep doing things the same way and expect different results, you're meshuga. You're crazy. <laughs> and so if your day and your, your the weeks and the months are not what you want them to be, if your family isn't where it's supposed to be, if your finances are not where it's supposed to be, if your intimacy with God isn't where it's supposed to be, then change. Don't keep doing things the same way. I want to get this book, Decree Your Today, and I'll tell you, these four CDs uh, that Brent uh, put together for us, Supernatural Time Travel, and How the Prophetic Word Brings Us Access into the future, accessing the glory step by step so you can move in the glory, the God that answers by fire, uh, and how you can get God to answer your prayers by fire, seated with him. That's where you get your downloads from heaven. The four CDs in the book, Decree Your Today, available for an investment of $40. And when we come back, I want to ask Brent uh, to illustrate these decrees, actually speak them out. I want you to see how powerful they are. Be right back with something more. Call our order only line, 1-800-447-5347. 
1-800-447-2697. Sid Roth here with Brent Luck, and I'm going to tell you something. Very few believers understand decreeing God's words will make a difference. If you decree God's words in the morning, what difference will it make in their life, Brent? It establishes their day, and it establishes their tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. All right, give me an example. You're waking up, at, it, 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 it's 6 a.m. or whatever time you get up, 7 a.m., uh, and, and you, you wake up. Tell me the first thing you might decree. I want you to actually do it for me right now. All right. I would get up in the morning, and I would just sit here, because we always have music playing in our homes, so I'm worshiping, coming down, and I'm already thinking about, God, what do you want me to do? And I always think, just, I mean, God gave us patterns in, in the Bible. We enter his presence with thanksgiving and enter his gates with praise. And so I would say, I am grateful for today, God. This is a good day. This is a fantastic day. This is a prosperous day, a wonderful day. This is a glorious day. This is a marvelous day. This is today is the, the Lord's day. He has made it, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I, I, I decree I am the head and not the tail. I'm going over and I'm not going under. God didn't bring me this far to let me down. I'm going to the other side. I'm going to be a strong finisher. I know how to blow the charge, but I do not know how to retreat. God is setting me up with divine appointments and divine connections. I declare all is well, and that I could just literally go for hours here with you, Sid, so easily because it's like a motor. It's like you get it started, and all of a sudden, all of the things that are already in it start coming out of your mouth without even thinking about that, it. That's because you've been taking these decrees now for true, quite a while, true. saying them over yeah. every day, and now it automatically comes. I mean, when someone has this good stuff coming out of their mouth rather than the bad stuff, it definitely changes their tomorrow because yes, most people report the bad stuff that's going on today rather than by faith what's in there tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, now you actually operate as a prophet in words of knowledge. Uh, uh, tell me about baby Gabriella. Well, that, that was last year where we just were. We just did, uh, we just got back from Mexico, Tuxla Gutierrez, Mexico. And this happened last year. Um, at the church there in um, in uh, Tuxla, I was preaching, and um, uh, I believe I was preaching on um, snakes with Paul getting rid of our snakes by the fire of God. And uh, the, it was time for the ministry time, and I just, you know, um, this woman just was the first one to walk up, and she was standing there, and I really wasn't ready, so I just thought, okay, God, I'm going to just seek you for a second, and the music was starting, and so I just turned to walk to the other side of the, the sanctuary there at the church, and as I turned, I'll never forget it, the Lord says, her name is Gabriella. And all of a sudden, I look back, and, and uh, I sent the picture over to Donna to show you, like, all of a sudden, the amazement that God literally just gave me. And I asked, the, I told the interpreter, I said, the Lord is telling me that the, I'm hearing the word Gabriella. 
and the mother starts crying and she starts pointing to the baby. And all of a sudden, it just opened up faith. People began to get excited in the place, and and I prayed for it. God healed the baby and saved the mother that day, and it was awesome. And it really opened up a, a glory portal that what, night what, for the rest what, of the what ministry was, time. Excuse me, what was wrong with the baby? She just had a really high fever, uh, as far as why, I, I don't know. Now, that is not—Brent, that is not a name— that you coincidentally could come up with. There are not going to be a lot of Gabriellas in a, in a congregation. Very true, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so is this one of these things where you said it out loud with, uh, before you could even think? Well, I knew, because as soon as I turned, it was like God was speaking to me. I was like I turned to hear his voice, and then all of a sudden, that faith. Because when you get a word of knowledge for somebody that's standing before you, and they know you have no way of knowing, you just open up a faith dome now for them and you to begin to stretch your faith, to begin to believe for the unseen realm. And that's exactly what happened. It was awesome, because the prophetic just continued to get stronger and stronger that night. Uh, explain to me how uh, when you speak a prophetic word, whether you're decreeing from the word of God or, or whether God gives you a word, how that gives you access into the future. Explain what you mean by that. Well, as I've been uh, walking and, and learning to, to step into this office of a prophet, I'm always looking because a prophet's bread is the future. That's what a prophet lives off of. He's, he's, he's standing in the middle of two times. He's telling everybody, don't go back to yesterday. I've been in the future. It's awesome. Come on, let's go. And so when a prophet steps into the future, that's time travel. And what the Lord showed me one day was as I was praying and, and preparing for a message, uh, and I love quantum physics and quantum glory and all that stuff, but the Lord was showing me one day, that the Bible says we prophesy in part, because we're not Old Testament prophets, we're New Testament prophets. So when we get a little peace. So we prophesy in part. And then all of a sudden the Lord showed me that when I speak what God been given, I'm literally giving a key to the person I'm prophesying to, to go get the missing part, which causes them to have to go seek God, which then opens up the unseen realm. And when I say going into the supernatural, I'm always talking about the unseen realm, the realm of all things possible, where my eye has not seen nor ear heard neither. But it's in the heart of God. And so as I access him and I say, God, I've got this piece here, but I don't know what the rest of it is. Now I've brought heaven down to earth. My heart has ascended into the presence of the Father. And now I'm saying, God, I need you more. And so it causes us to step into the supernatural. And I've traveled into time while I'm seeking God for tomorrow. Okay, you're a prophet. You can do uh -huh. that. How can the average Christian that's not a prophet do this? Well, the Bible says that all of the gifts the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, they're for anybody. And for me, it's about faith. You have to believe that, that, that that's yours, anybody. But I'm telling you right now, the greatest way to access the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge is by praying in the Holy Spirit. When I pray in the Holy Spirit, that's my secret language. That's that moment where I begin. My mind is unfruitful, but my spirit, all of a sudden, 
some of the greatest times I've ever had with, with direct, accurate words of knowledge and names and dates and places with people has been when I've spent hours, three, four, five, six hours at a time, just praying in the Holy Spirit and worshiping. Anybody can go and pray in the Holy Spirit and get a word how, of knowledge. How, how, do, you, how do you discipline can. yourself for five, six hours. Frankly, most people can't discipline themselves for 30 minutes. How do you get up to five or six hours? Well, for me, and, and I think, and, and I learned a lot from Kim, Clement, is that uh, that when you when you you could when you pray in the spirit it's easy you know I can I can pray in the spirit I can I can read my Bible at the same time I like to read my Bible wait, and wait, pray wait, in the wait, spirit wait, wait a second time. are you telling me that while you are reading you're praying the spirit so you you're like doing it to yourself is that what you're saying yeah it's like I'm reading uh, my my eyes are reading the word and my mouth is praying in the spirit like right here. I'm reading the I'm reading a decree and I'm brasatanabakurabashenabagandrebosoprakendamahasamaniki. But for me, one of my greatest strengths because I'm an opera singer is I make up arias to God with my prayer language and that causes me to tap into a major level of glory with God. <laughs> okay, well I I I'm but wait, I'm I'm gonna stand stay, go one step back. Uh okay. Uh, okay. uh because to me my thought would be, if I am praying in tongues out loud, even though it's coming from my spirit, not my mind, and I understand this, won't it affect my comprehension as I'm reading the Bible? I actually, because for me, I didn't do so well in school. I had problems with comprehension. And when I pray in the Spirit as I'm meditating on just a few thoughts or verses in the Bible, all of a sudden it opens up and it locks more power than I even thought. Like, for example, if, if God says, it is above all, I wish that thou would prosper and be in health as thy soul prospers. I can read that over and over and be going, and now I'm thinking, I'm prospering as my soul prospers. I'm in health as my soul prospers. And all of a sudden, the Word and the Spirit begin to take life, and it just catapults you, vaults you into a place where you're in that presence of God. You're getting your mind out of the way and letting your spirit just rule and reign. Uh, You know what that reminds me of? A man by the name that's in heaven, by the name of Kenneth Hagin Sr. Uh, (laughs) He said that he prayed in tongues all the time. And I was wondering, do you pray in tongues when when you're looking at the Word of God, when you're reading the Word of God? And by his what he said, I have to believe that he did. And you're doing exactly what he said. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try that because I know when you pray in <laughs> tongues, you get right into the supernatural immediately. You do. Exactly. Uh, uh, tell me, you know, there's so many decrees that uh, are are so amazing that you have in this book that someone doesn't even have to look them all up. For instance, you like to decree. God's names. Tell me why you like that so much. Well, first of all, we establish the identity and the presence of God as we are speaking his names. And as I speak his name, especially when I say, like, when I I love to decree to Bar Shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, 
nothing damaged. And then I begin to hallow the names of God. And then what I do is I just say, oh, I just thank you. I decree that you're Jehovah Shammah. You're the God that is always there. Because those names, there's a holiness about the names of God that is much different than just God or Jesus. But when you tap into that attribute of his presence or his glory or his righteousness, uh, Sid, I just go into that ancient path and I just step into that place. And truly, that's one of my most powerful times. If I can get into that ancient place of the ancient of days by bringing those powerful, holy names in, I, the, the presence of God just falls stronger. Okay. Okay. Stronger All right. Stronger. Wait, I have an idea. Uh, of course, um, each one of God's names is literally magnificent. I have them written uh, right in front of me here. Uh, but how about God, my healer? I want you uh, to decree the way you would about God, your healer. Do that right now. All right. I would say, Father, I just thank you. Father, I just received what you did on the cross the power of the blood of Jesus. You said, by your stripes, we're healed. I just decree and declare right now that the power of Jehovah Rapha or Jehovah Rophe is coming upon me right now in the name of Jesus. And I just see the power of Jehovah Rapha, my healer, is dripping down. I'm standing under the cross of the blood. I see the blood being poured on the top of my head. And now just one drop is going into my body in the every area. My DNA is being changed. It's being conformed into that perfect place of 70 to 90 millivolt range. The blood of Jesus is healing, delivering me, and setting me free. I'm decreeing and declaring that by his stripes I was healed in the name of Jesus. Woof. <laughs> I, I believe that you could, you could move right into healing right now. Pray, oh, for people to be, pray, pray, pray for people to be healed right now. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord, right now. Father, we just speak to any cancers that are uh, in people that are listening to this program today. Father, you are the God that has already delivered and already defeated cancer. And so, Father, anybody that has any form of cancer, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, none of that is bigger than the power of your healing virtue, which you've already paid for on the cross, God. I speak healing into every cell that has cancer in it in the name of Jesus, and I commend every cell to line up to that perfect voltage range of healing at 70, 90 millivolts, God. That's the perfect DNA cell. Father, we decree and declare all cancer is destroyed in the name of Jesus, and we cover them right now by the blood of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. You know, Brent, I'm reminded as you're praying right now, uh, I had a friend, another friend that is in heaven. His name was Dr. Derek Prince, and he used to decreed the scriptures and the promises every single day. And most Christians, it's almost like a lost art, if you will. Uh, And you make it so easy because it's every possible area of your life, your children's life. I just happened to open this. Heart decrees of passion 
and fire. Let me read a few of these. My heart grows hot within me as I meditate. The fire burns. Then I speak with my tongue. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. I write the words upon the tablet of my heart. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. The Holy Spirit is my teacher and my guide. He reveals the word to me so that I can understand it. I've been enriched in all my knowledge and in all my I'll tell you what, I could get myself happy just doing this. Uh, I I, want to get you happy, but more important than that, I want your life to change. Uh, You know, the Bible talks about us being the head and not the tail. Uh, I happen to believe that this is an area that you are not doing and that God wants you to do. I want to get this book in your hands. I, I, I mean, it, it would take you years to put something like this together. But it's all put together for you right now. I want to send the four CDs from Brent, uh, Supernatural Time Travel, Accessing the Glory, The God That Answers by Fire, uh, How to Get Downloads from God Because You're Seated with Him. These are the amazing teachings that are available. Uh, so the teachings, the four CDs, and the book, Decree Your Today, It's about time you start doing that. It's about time you don't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. For an investment of $40, and I say investment because we are going to pour any profits into Jewish evangelism. And there is, I have to tell you, there is going to be a great, great, great move of God in Israel. And it's going to have ramifications all over the world. Why do you think the devil has all these countries so upset with this tiny dot on the map? Israel, because God knows there is a mighty flame of fire coming out. Mighty Paul the Apostles are going to be raised up. When we come back, I want Brent to explain step by step how he gets into the glory I want him to explain step by step how you can get into the glory of God. We'll be right back with something more. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697, 1-800-447-2697. Sid Roth here with uh, Brent Luck. And Brent... I'm going to have him decree something that is so important for you right now. But before he does, Brent, why is it so important to not just read these decrees, but to speak them out loud? Well, that that is the whole basis of decrees is as a legislative uh, a leader authority, it's not something that's silent. It's something that's spoken, because our words have power. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and these decrees are life. And the other thing that's awesome about decrees, Sid, that I wanted to mention is, is that as I decree health, the other side of a decree is it goes against disease. As I decree prosperity, the other side of the decree goes against poverty. So when you make a decree with your voice and your mouth, you are speaking for and against, and it is the most powerful thing that you can do. I have to ask you this question. Sure. I have found when I pray for people, like if there's a healing line, and I found this many years ago, if I will sing my prayers, 
Uh-huh. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. But I have found if I will sing my prayers, uh, uh, be, be healed of this disease, mm-hmm. you know, just sing it, it carries more power. Any idea why? Yes, because most theologians, most uh, people believe that God sung the earth into existence. He didn't just speak it, but the frequency, the vibrations of his voice actually created sound, which do it. So I, I mean, a lot of my prophecies are done through singing over people and stuff, so I couldn't agree more, absolutely, oh, because okay. you established... Here's what, here's what I want you to do. I want you to sing over those, including me, uh, to have more passion for God. Sing it over yourself, but sing it over everyone that is listening. All right. All right. Oh, hallelujah. My heart grows hot within me, and as I meditate, the fire of God burns within me. My tongue, my heart is stirred by the presence of the King. Holy Spirit, be my teacher and my guide. Reveal yourself to me. I'm enriched by your words and your voice, O God. I bless you, Lord. Let the Spirit and the revelation of your heart come upon us now. Let your fire and your glory Shekinah glory come down upon us. Brent, step by step, how do we that are not walking in the glory 24-7 get there? Give me some pointers. Well, first of all, it's all, all by faith has to be by faith, has to right. be an understanding that, that the, in, in, in uh, Hebrews says now faith, um, in, in Hebrews 11, it talks about the whole uh, faith realm, the, the faith people. But for me, I follow the pattern of Moses. Moses says to God, show me your glory. And what happens is, is an amazing scripture in Exodus 33. It basically shows us this whole thing. And Moses has already said to God, look, if your presence is not going to go with me, then I don't want to go. And so presence for everything. If you want the glory, you first must seek his presence. You first must desire his presence at all costs. It has to be presence basically or bust. And so what happens is... And, when and, I and you know, let me, presence, inter- let me interject sure. from my experience with many people that have entered the realm of God's glory. They have literally said what just came out of your mouth. They have literally said, God, if you don't come... I remember Rodney Howard Brown. Uh, mm. He said, God, if you don't come down here, I am not going to leave this closet or wherever mm. he was. And he meant it. Uh, yeah. He was desperate for the presence of God. And yeah. there's something about being desperate that causes God to show up. Oh, absolutely. When you are want his presence more than anything, and you know how to cultivate that, because each one of us have the ability to carve out a realm of our life, our sphere of influence, where his presence lives in that realm. 
You don't have to, you don't have to uh, re-carve it. It's carved. You just have to keep sowing into it to make it increase and greater. And that's what Moses did. He said, God, I want your glory, but if I can't have your presence, then, then I don't need the cloud. I, I don't want all this other stuff. And the other thing, and this is to me is what's more important than anything when I, for me. Moses, God tells Moses, I will make all my goodness pass before you. A lot of people think that God's glory is this mythical thing that you can't reach. But the Bible says that it is the goodness of God's of God which draws men to repentance. So the first step to accessing God's glory is to understand his goodness and begin to just speak his goodness and decree and thank God for his goodness. And then God's glory manifests. The original meaning of the term of the glory was brightness, clearness, honor, renown, honorable, uh, reverence, adoration, worship. But the other thing was, is that it's God's heavenly intelligence in our mind. I know when I'm walking in the glory because I'm thinking on a different level. And what happens is when we get his presence, we worship. We worship and we worship and we pray and we decree and we declare who we are in God. And basically you just worship till the glory comes down. And anybody can do that. But you just have to want it. You just have to want it. We get that we get that apprehension of his intelligence. It's like all of a sudden I know when I'm in that glory where the seraphim angels are at the top of that portal and it's dripping down upon me. First of all, my body shakes and I, I and my voice changes and even my people said my eyes, which are green now, they actually turn blue when I'm in that place of that prophetic glory, that that unseen realm glory, and all of a sudden I'm standing here and now God's goodness didn't just pass by me, but it, God showed me a revelation. God's goodness passed through Moses. So everything that God was passed through him, touched every part of his DNA. And anybody can access this through a worship and praise. Remember, Revelation chapter 4 says, I'm calling you to come up higher. The glory of God is in a higher place. For my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Those things, we have to get those ideas of man out of us. And we step into this place as we access the glory of God. We do it by faith. We do it by understanding our covenant we stood by hungering for his presence. And then once we get into his presence, we just worship him, worship him, worship him. And his glory comes, which is the manifest presence of Jesus. So, so what is possible when his glory comes? What, 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 uh, if it was just his presence, just being in God's presence, uh, as we Jewish people say at Passover, it would have been enough. But what what else happens when his glory comes? Uh, is healing better? Is deliverance easier? What? Uh, tell me. Well, for me, because I know when I'm in a meeting and the glory of God falls, it's the manifest presence of Jesus. Jesus is there. You could stand there and play tiddlywinks and people can get healed of cancer because it's not about you anymore. <laughs> it's about the glory. The glory has shown up. All you have to do is just facilitate it, keep speaking into the realm of the glory that's there. 
but miracles. I've seen miracles. They're easier in the glory. I always say this. Everything is ease in the glory. Everything is easier in the glory because it's not about you. It's like his character, his nature, his image just overcomes you. And now you're just standing there and you're just like, my, 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 well, I can't even thank God because your presence is so much in my head. All of a sudden, I, I start speaking things that I've never spoken. I start believing things I've never believed for. I start believing for the unseen, which I couldn't even imagine when I wasn't in the glory. But when you get in the glory, all things become possible. Oof. When someone, there, there are people that are viewing us or listening to us right now, they need a breakthrough. What recommendations do you make to them? What could they be doing that perhaps they're not doing now for their breakthrough? Well, we, talk, we talked about this at the beginning before we started. Surrender. The Bible says that we Submit ourselves to God first before we can resist the devil or anything. We have to submit. We have to surrender. And when we surrender, anybody, anybody can get a breakthrough with God if they'll first surrender. The Scripture says that if we fall upon the rock and be broken, then the rock won't fall upon us and crush us. And the Lord showed me a revelation one day in prayer. That even as I am willing to be broken before God, if I, if, if you and I are standing right now and we're with those two rocks before us, and you and I just position ourselves to fall upon the rock, you and I can kind of ease our way in because we're surrendering. We're willing to fall upon that rock, and so even in surrender, there's a mercy that God showed me that as I fall upon the rock and say, "Oh God, I need you. I need you to conform me, bring me into your image and character." I release those things. But for somebody to get a breakthrough, they have to surrender whatever it is, the problem. Because when you surrender it, that's where your power begins. It's like all of a sudden, God, I don't know what to do anymore. If we keep trying, just like you said, Meshuggah, if we keep trying to do the same thing and expect a different result, that's nuts. That's crazy. But every single time, there's one prayer. Well, there's two prayers. God will always save somebody. But the second prayer is that God always hears, I surrender God. I don't well, know what to how, do how does decreeing fit into this? Well, when you decree, and I always I say, God, I just decree right now, and I decree these things that I'm going through, I just lift them up for you, and I surrender to them, you to them, God. This lack that's going on in my life, I surrender it to you, and now I decree prosperity over that lack in Jesus' name. In other words, whatever the issue is, I surrender it first, and then with my mouth and my words, then I decree the promise of God over that situation, and I just see it literally going up into heaven, and God just bringing the answer down. Would you, I want you to do something. I, I want you to dig deep in your spirit and decree what God tells you the people that are listening to us or viewing us right now need. Would you do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, I just, I just hear your voice saying that the people that are listening need to be reminded that they are the only one that was called to do what you've called them to do, God. Lord, just like our DNA, our, just like our fingerprint on our fingers, it's, it's just us. 
And God, right now, I just speak over every single person. I just decree and declare a new level of hope in Jesus' name over every single person that's listening, God. Father, if there's been lack, I speak hope right now in Jesus' name. Father, I just speak your present grace and your future glory to manifest in every single area that they're going through right now in Jesus' name. Father, I just decree and declare that they, according to 1 Kings 18, that they will look again, just like the prophet said, God, they may have failed. They may have lost something. They may be in a place, God, where they've got more prophetic words than they can even imagine. But, Lord, we're going to be like the servant. The prophet said, go look again. And as we continue to look again, you are going to show up. Lord, I thank you right now that we come into this place, Lord, that your power and your glory, God, that you're creating something within us, God, that's going to cause us to rise up and to be the man and the woman of God that you call these that are listening, Father, to be. God, I thank you, Lord, right now that it is your presence and your glory that shifts and changes everything that we need, God. Lord, I just decree and declare abundance over every area in their life today. Father, I just decree by faith right now all their needs, Lord. You said that you would supply all of our need according to your riches and glory. Father, I just decree right now that we will not bow to the world's influences, not to CNN, not to the media, not to anything, but we will bow our head unto you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Father, I speak and decree and declare right now over any lack in any area, I decree to bar shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing damaged in Jesus' name. And Father, I call back, I decree as a prophet of God, I call back, I speak those things that are not as though they be. Every area where they've been stolen from, ripped off by the devil, I command it to come back into their hands in Jesus' name, not just one time, but according to your word, God, a seven-fold return, a completion of your prosperity for them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I decree and declare that your presence and your glory will go with us, because God, without it, we're nothing, and we want your presence. And so, Lord, I just speak right now over every voice, over every eye, over every ear, that your presence and your glory would overcome every place there where there's lack, that you would be the supply, for you, O oh God, are more than enough. There are people that are watching and listening to us right now, and you are without hope. You have given up on the word expectation, and I tell you that you're looking at things wrong. You have to look at things through the word of the living God. Stop looking at the natural. Get a hold of uh, the decree book, the Bible, and start decreeing your tomorrow so that you won't have tomorrow be the same as today. And, I'm, I, and I also know something else. I know many that are watching right now, if you have any eye problems, if you have floaters, they are gone in Yeshua's name, if you have cataracts, if uh, they, they are gone in Jesus' name. Right now, any eye condition, red eye, pink eye, I think it's called, any eye condition, you are healed in Jesus' name. And I, I want to urge you to get a hold of this book by Brent Luck. It's called Decree Your Today, Decree and Unlock the Power of Your Words. It's literally all done 
for you. It'd take you a year to put something like this together, and it probably wouldn't be as good. But I want to put this in your hands. I want to put the four CDs that Brent did, uh, the Supernatural Triumph Travel, ex and the full teaching on how to ex access the glory, um, the God that answers by fire. Uh, <laughs> you want God to answer you by fire? I know I do and seated with him, how you can get supernatural downloads from heaven. Uh, you know you're not alone. You know you are called with a destiny. So I want to get the four CDs. I want to get the book for an investment of $40. And as I said previously, any profits we make are poured into the apple of God's eye, Jewish evangelism at this moment. And I'm going to tell you something. The, the Jewish person that God has had cross your path is not an accident. God wants you to love them to Messiah. And I want you, to, you're going to be walking in, in just a, a, a cylinder of God's light and glory when you get this kit and start implementing it. I hope you've enjoyed something more as much as I have. Thank you. To place a credit card order for today's offer, call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.org. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. That's Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.